Hello, my friends, and welcome again to the Deeper Daily Podcast. I'm Paul. It's the ninth day of January. What an honor it is for me to sit down in front of this microphone and talk to you for six or eight minutes a day about Jesus, about the Bible and the Scriptures. This is such a joy. I'm so thankful for each and every one of you. I want to invite you to check out the other sermons that we drop, not just these daily podcasts, but we put a full-length sermon up every Sunday morning. Most of them, at least for the last few months, have been from our new home church, the Garden Church of the Midlands in Irmo, South Carolina. We'll also put things up when we travel because we do still have some travel on the books. And then we also put up a midweek because we're still holding a midweek Bible study in Georgia and having a great time with that, doing a little series that I've sort of unofficially called One and Done, where we study the words that appear in the New Testament only one time. There are hundreds of them. We're not going to do this for hundreds of weeks, but there's a lot to pull from, words that don't appear elsewhere in the Scriptures, and why are they there? They provide us with some funny moments and some curious moments, And they provide us with a lot of amazing theological moments. Check those out. We'll drop another one tomorrow. We meet every Tuesday evening and we record it. We put those up on Wednesdays. You can always have another full length, or at least at this season. We've been doing this now for many years. Most midweeks, we put something up. If if we go there and there's not one, it was just one of those odd weeks where we just didn't have one for the midweek. But most of the time, we do. Today we introduce Luke chapter 7, verse 18, a pretty remarkable little moment in the Gospels, a moment that could have been left out of the Gospels, and the Jesus story remains the same as far as who he is and what he does, but this is a moment of the Bible not being afraid to show you warts and all about a principal character, John the Baptist. Now, we we see a lot of times in the Old Testament that stories are told about our heroes, but we almost always get something bad, some form of negative story. They do something immoral, uh, sometimes to the point of death uh, of the people around them. And the Bible doesn't celebrate them for their failures, but it doesn't ignore them either. It's one of the great indications that the Bible is inspired by God because Where else would you write a religious text, a sacred text, and show the mistakes? And the Bible does. A lot. You could have left the story out of John the Baptist questioning whether or not Jesus was the one. Because you already have the great stories of John the Baptist, the prophet, wearing the camel skins and eating the wild honey and living in the wilderness and people are amazed by him, and he paves the way for Jesus. And Luke told us the whole Zacharias and Elizabeth prophetic story, and you've got all of this stuff about him. John will come along and have him saying, Behold, the Lamb of God which takes away the sin of the world. All of this beautiful stuff about John the Baptist. And then Luke throws this story in. Verse 18, The disciples of John reported all those things to him, and John calling two of his disciples to him, sent them to the Lord, saying, Are you the one who is to come, or shall we look for another? And the reason that I bring this up as a spot that could have been left out is because this shows us a John that's doubting. 
A John that was so confident in the early parts of the Gospels. There's one coming after me. He's preferred before me. His shoe latchets, I'm not worried to unloose. I'm just baptizing you guys with water. But man, this one, he's going to baptize you with the Holy Ghost and fire. His fan's in his hand. He's going to thoroughly purge his floor. He's going to gather his wheat into the garner. He's going to separate the chaff and burn it with an unquenchable fire. Judgment talk. Axe laid to the root of the tree. This is the moment. And now, are you the one? Or do we look for someone else? Verse 20, And when the men had come to him, they said, John the Baptist has sent us to you, saying, Are you the one who is to come, or shall we look for another? I'm going to leave that for today. That We're not going to go any further than that today. We're going to pick up Jesus' answer tomorrow, and then the next few days, we're going to work with Jesus here to show Jesus' high honor to the ministry and the man, John the Baptist. But but for today, I just want to deal with this question. Are you the one who is to come or shall we look for another? Now, according to Luke, just if you just stayed in Luke, back in chapter 3, John had borne witness to Jesus that he was the one. He saw it with his own eyes, and Luke records it. So, Questions like this are are pretty unexpected. Some people think that John's faith has failed him. I've wondered that as well. I mean, he's in the harsh conditions of Herod's prison. Um, His faith failing him wouldn't be unheard of. Some others think that John's patience has just given out. And he thinks Jesus ought to be a little more active in bringing about the kingdom. But here's what I really think is happening with John the Baptist. I think it could be a combination. Yes, I think his faith's struggling. I think his patience is struggling. But this is it. I think most probably, John looked for Jesus to bring judgment with him. Because that's the note that John hit the hardest in his own ministry. I just quoted it for you. His fan's going to be in his hand. He's going to thoroughly purge his foot. He's going to gather his wheat into the barn and separate the chaff and burn it with unquenchable fire. What John couldn't understand is why Jesus wasn't punishing sinners. But instead of punishing them, he's constantly performing deeds of mercy. And John wants to know, and this would not have been unique to John, Others, I think all the way to his own disciples, wondered the same things. But others wondered, is there someone else going to come carry out the threats of judgment? When are you going to do what you're supposed to do? At least that was the thought process. Now, I've talked to you many times about the eschaton, the the last days, and I've talked to you many times about the judgment that falls upon Jerusalem, and many times about Jesus not quoting that verse from Luke chapter Isaiah 60 when he says the Spirit of the Lord is upon me. He doesn't say, I'm here to bring about the vengeance of, of our God or the day of vengeance. But Jesus does indeed carry a fan in his hand, but it doesn't purge the floor the way John the Baptist thought it would. That maybe what Jesus does with the fan is to purge the floor of our hearts separating the chaff, what's not right about us, from the wheat, what's good in us. It's hard for them to see that looking at Jesus they, because they're bringing their own expectations to the table. 
to see Jesus as he is, you must lay down what you think he should be. It's a good lesson for all of us. See you tomorrow. God bless.